Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome inside high school sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Roger Weiss and Joe Marguccio. Fun night last night at uh, at the Cap. We'll be talking about those games. We also have some exciting Connolly Cup news for you. Don't forget, next week we will be broadcasting live from uh, Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill at Miller's Port across from the Marriott. We are going to honor the nominees of this year's Connolly Cup. For those of you who are not familiar, the Connolly Cup it's kind of equivalent to the Heisman Trophy at the high school level, and we honor the best high school football players in Western New York. So come out, meet the nominees, and of course, uh, join me and the guys, and we'll be broadcasting live from 10 to 11 at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill Millersport across from the Marriott. Good morning, guys. Good morning, y'all. Or don't and all the people listening. Did you guys get enough sleep last night? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I actually woke up earlier than usual. I don't know why. I just couldn't sleep. Uh, I'm out of it today. Samantha woke me up at like 4 o'clock. Like, come on, don't you know I have to work in the morning? So she really doesn't uh, doesn't care too much. But beautiful day today. We've got three games at, uh, at the cap. We'll be talking about that in a little bit. Before we do that, we're going to say good morning to Dennis Sorrow of the Connolly Cup. Good morning, Dennis. I understand we have some news for our nominees. Yes, we do, Tony. Well, I can't believe the season's already over. Isn't it crazy how fast it goes by? Yeah, it seems like almost the other day we were just talking about doing this, and it's going to be here next week. I mean, it's great. I'm already going through withdrawals of not having a game to prepare for this weekend since Little League ended last week. I'm like, what do I do now? I, I, this is crazy, but it goes by so fast. And we talk about, you know, during the, the previews when we start talking about that in August, like, you know, don't don't uh, close your eyes because it'll be over that fast. All right, Dennis, we are going to be broadcasting live uh, from uh, Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill next week. We're going to honor the nominees. And what we're really doing is we're looking for anybody who thinks they're going to be on the list, one of the ten nominees. And we would like to interview on uh, on the air. And, Dennis, from our conversation uh, during the week, uh, we understand that there's going to be TV coverage. So they're going to get some camera time as well as mic time. Oh yes, yes. I sent a um, invited all the media there, and they're and they're more than happy. Especially this week being the bye week from the Bills, you know they got that extra time and the extra time on the news and stuff. And it's great for the guys that you know aren't going to you know that, that don't end up being the winner, especially because they'll get some you know they'll get to talk about how they feel about being a finalist, you know. And like I said, right now we're it's wide open still. You know we we met the. Tuesday night for over four hours, and we're still struggling to get down to the, the, the final ten. And you know, it might even come down to that Friday night before Saturday, where we finally do because we we're going to have another couple meetings because you know we, we talk about each individual player 
at these meetings and who see them and who didn't see them and a lot of all the guys because most of the guys you know they'll see uh, in one game another guy will see them in another game another guy will see them in another game and we bear, you know compare what they see against what team and how they played against that team and we talk about it in great depth I mean you know the guys have really worked hard this year matter of fact we going into week seven we've seen every school but nine schools I mean it's it's a tribute to the, the hard work that the guys have done but getting back to why the, the conversation we I called you for um I Atro has come up and helped us step up again as then we're going to have a little special something for whatever finalists are there I think you let them know what it is but um when they if they show up at the thing and they are announced as the finalists we're going to have a little something special for them and um, from Atro so it's going to be it's going to be really nice and we you know, we're trying to make this as best and more comfortable for the guys and let them uh, let them let them be seen and let them be heard for for up until the banquet. I mean, that's the biggest key. Right. I received I, I received a message during the week and it said, uh, Tony, you know, I, I how do I know if my son should go or not? And I said, well, if he's had a great year, you should probably think about being there, uh, you know, whether he makes the list or not, just to be around uh, the other uh, potential finalists and just being part of uh, the atmosphere that's going on. I think it's uh, well worth it. Oh, definitely. Like you said, it's this it, is a tough year. I mean, like I said, our guys are battling over, you know, there's a lot of good talent out there. You know, you got 20 guys making an opinion on uh, who they think the best guys are, and it, it, it's tough. I mean, you know, there's, there's, you know, it was funny years ago. I was talking to um, Sean Bruce last night. I said, "Remember the time that you and um, Ferentino sat there?" And I said, "Oh, you guys pick up your top ten. They couldn't do it. You know, everybody's got an opinion, and it's, you know, it's who they think's best. You know, and with twenty guys, it's gonna, they all have their opinion, and we come up with the best we can do. It. You gotta remember, twenty. These are all guys that volunteer, and ninety percent of us." When the season's over, we don't see each other until the season starts again. No, it's kind of like coaching, and you know, you get that uh, off-season break, and but once you you are into it, you're with each other all the time. You know, and. and th- some years there's a clear cut favorite. Oh, there's no question it's this guy ran away with it all year, but not this year. There are several players that you can make a strong case that should be nominated or could win the Connolly Cup. If you go to our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports, you'll see plenty of uh back and forth on there as to who the people believe should be on there. So it's it's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, you'll be there, I'll be there. Uh Dick Gallagher's going to be there. I spoke to him the other day. Uh Rob Roger, of course, and we're going to have a good time at Santoras, and we can't thank them enough for teaming up with Inside High School Sports and the Connolly Cup to present. I mean, this is a big deal in Western New York, uh, and, and I know the, the kids are excited about it, and so are we. Well, it's the most prestigious award in Western New York, and it's going. this is the 45th year, and you can't say that about most awards and uh, that has lasted 45 years, and, you know. Thank God that Ed Pro stepped up, and, it, and and we're gonna still, you know, we're looking forward to it. You know, we're we're working on our 50th anniversary year, where we're gonna invite back all the previous winners and see if we can get all 50 of those guys back, which would be a great a great banquet to go to. But I mean, you know, like I said, we, you know, like I said, all these guys volunteer. It, it's a lot of work, you know. And, and Joe put on uh, inside high school sports and all the hard work we do. Did he hit it right on the, on the nail? People want to go and look at what Joe had said. That's what we do. We go all over the place. We look at all it. We, we find a diamond in the rough, you know, and, and it's a lot of hard work. And like I said, you know, so, you know, sometimes we, 
it's it's a better personal opinion when it comes down for twenty guys. Yeah, it's well. Good luck in trying. Wait, Roger has one more uh, has a something for you before I let you go, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis, I'm just wondering: is there any chance that uh, uh, on YouTube we could get a video of those Tuesday night meetings you guys have? I hear those are uh, <laughs> for the ages. <laughs> I think some of them would have to be bleeped to me. <laughs> <laughs> the guys are sure passionate about their opinion and what they're seeing out there, and that's great. Dennis, thank you guys for all that you do with the Connolly Cup and all that you do for high school football. It is really appreciated uh, throughout Western New York. and I can't wait for next week. Looking forward to it. We're going to have a good time. I look forward to it, too, and thank you for all you guys do. If it weren't for you, then... There wouldn't be much out there for high school sports, and we really appreciate it, Tony. All right, Dennis Saro, take care. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games today at uh, the stadium. All right, so be, make sure you get out there. Like I said, you know, if you had a good year, there's a pretty good chance that uh, that you're going to be uh, nominated. You know, and it's hard to, th- you know, for us to say. You know, we have our opinions as who we think should be there. Uh, but uh, And, of course, the uh, games going on that afternoon could also uh, be a factor in the weather. No, you don't think so, Raj? Okay, no, good. it's supposed to be the first ten game, a maximum of 10 games once they're out no, of No, what I meant is is being available to show up at San Antonio oh, if okay. they have a game okay. uh, at uh, 12 o'clock or 1230, would it be, I think? Uh, it'll be first one will be at twelve o'clock, I believe, if they're the same as they are uh, today. Uh, Ken Stoltz and I kind of looked at him. Larry says early indications are the weather next weekend will be good for an, uh, the, at the Ralph Friday and Saturday. I says Ken, seven days. Sometimes we don't get a right report in seven hours, but I hope you're right. Yeah, I but early too. indications are the weather will be good next weekend. Outstanding! It's another weekend of leaves. Oh, you guys want to come over and help me rake leaves? No? No. No? Okay. Just thought I'll, I'd ask. Let me get back to you on that one. Please right? do. Thank you very much. All right, let's get on to uh, the games from last night. You had uh, Bennett uh, defeating Star Point in the Class A Finals 28-13. to Isaiah McDuffie and Jamal Lofton, they combined for four touchdowns and 228 yards. You could check out uh, today's Buffalo News. This one is by uh, Miggy Rod, so you check that out. And uh, there's the Bennett Star Point Recap. Also in Class D, you had uh, Maple Grove beating Evil Frank 33-6. to That's the Class D championship. Brad Benson had 34 carries for 154 yards and three touchdowns. And, of course, we got the three games going on today. But first, I want to get into the games from last night, starting in Class D. What did you guys think? Too many weapons. You know, uh, in fact, both games... Uh, Besides uh, uh, the go-to guy, or at least the feature guy for most of the years, they have a supporting cast. Uh, what Trevor Misek, I think, gained 100 yards last night. He's the second running back for Maple Grove. And likewise, uh, boy, this Jamil Lofton for uh, for Bennett. I swear if he was on any other team in Western New York, he might be a Conley finalist. It's just only one ball. You know how it is. I'm very impressed with them. Is it a coincidence that we're seeing a lot of uh, uh, double-headed monsters, uh, you know, dual running attacks with the teams that have made the finals? Well, you look at, uh, you know, today, Orchard Park, you got Janka, you got Dahl. Uh, Bennett, you got Jamel uh, Lofton, you got... McDuffie, obviously. Lancaster with uh, Sam Borski and company. Yep. Uh, the list goes on and on. What can we say? Yeah, uh, they, if you key on one guy, they got other guys, you know, 
You can use your key man as a decoy. These other guys run wild. I still recall the first week, week one, at West Seneca East. Conley Cup there was to see McDuffie. They were complaining. I didn't get there till halftime because I was at the Iroquois game to start that night. And the Conley Cup guys are saying, we come to see McDuffie. He had the ball three times. Well, they, they got other weapons, you know. You know, then when they uh, make the adjustment at halftime to, you know, counteract uh, the other guys, then all of a sudden they hand the ball off to McDuffie in the second half, and he has a good old time. So, yeah, it's if you only have one, you know, and I guess uh, Iroquois might be the exception on that one because of Yaks. I mean, you know. Because he was so good. He was so good. He got the ball all the time. But for the most part, uh, these teams that are successful have multi-weapons. One thing that we forgot to do is uh, news and notes, and I want to get back to uh, our scores. And I want to start off by saying uh, congratulations to Mac Giordano of Lancaster. Three touchdowns, rushing and receiving, and uh, kick returning next week. He is the All-Western New York Athletics.com Player of the Week. So I wanted to get that in there. Thank you, Frank Wolf. And uh, you had some uh, volleyball uh, updates for us before we yeah, get Monsignor back. Yeah, Monsignor Martin uh, last night uh this might surprise you, Tony. Canisius won the boys, and uh, St. Mary's of Lancaster won the girls. Get out of here. Would I lie to you? Have no, I ever I lied to you? you? Uh, then the uh, you got the finals coming up, or uh, Clarence and what uh, Will East. Those girls are moving on uh, to the Far West Regionals. That's no surprise either. Big news in girls volleyball, in my opinion, is coming up Monday night, and I did not find out this until recently. Last year, the state champions in Class C were Eden, no surprise, and Portville in Class D, no surprise. Well, I can guarantee you that they both will not repeat this year, Anthony, because Portville has been moved up to Class C2. They won the C2, Eden won the C1. Monday night at Sweet Home, Portville versus Eden. Portville is really good. If there's a chance that Eden could be knocked off, it could be Monday night. Uh, but again, unfortunately, the bad news is only one of them can repeat as state champions. But again, I believe 6 o'clock at Sweet Home on Monday evening, Portville girls versus uh, Eden. That ought to be a classic. A few other uh, notes. Uh, the Iroquois Lady Chiefs field hockey team they won, which must be a sub-regional, because Terry Kunick informs me they have to win one more game before they go to the state semis and finals. So some of the regions, you have to have sub-regionals because you only, instead of having eight sections, you have ten sections. So two sections have to play off to get to the quarterfinals. Usually that's downstate in basketball, but I guess in field hockey they do it where Buffalo has to play Rochester, and that winner has to play Syracuse, and the winners of that moves on to the state semis. Hmm. So it's slightly different. Uh, other sports, uh, congratulations to the Grand Island uh, soccer on uh, both boys and girls. I believe the uh, boys won their uh, Far West Regional last night. Five to nothing. Today the girls play, and... Boy, that Madison Pizzino, wow. I went and saw their uh, game against Will East last Saturday, and they beat Will East in the A1 final. Didn't she have a bunch of goals in that game? Well, they won 3-1, to one and she had uh, the rest of the team had all but three of the goals, <laughs> if you get my drift. I hope you caught that. And then she scored three of the four, four goals, and I, th- I believe she assisted on the fourth goal 
Monday evening, or Monday or Tuesday. No, I think it was Tuesday evening because it conflicted with the World Series at uh, Will North as well. She kicks with her left foot. I don't know about you. I tried kicking with my left foot once in my life. I never again. I ended up. I'm surprised I didn't end up in traction. I could do both, but when I uh, no, not me. I, I'm not ambidextrous or whatever you call it, ampa whatever. But uh, I got one more thing I got to bring up on news and notes, Anthony. Sure. Uh, this is a young lady in New Hampshire. She, New Hampshire. Yeah, she was born just before the Cubs won the World Series mm-hmm. in 1908. She is alive and well. She is the only survivor that could say that she was alive for both times the Cubs won the World Series. Wow. And she does have a connection to Western New York. From 1929 to 1965, she taught phys ed in the Buffalo City school systems. And I'm proud to say the last 12 years, she, along with her husband, who was a basketball coach, were phys ed teachers at Kensington High School. Wow. So, Hazel Nilsson, we love you. Uh, Anthony, she's been collecting Social Security for 46 years. Wow. That's got to be Guinness Book of Record, right? Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, but Hazel Nilsson, 108 years old, and she's as spry as they come. I think she finally gave up her driving, but don't hold me to that. Amazing. And uh, I guess her biggest concern is now that uh, Social Security might run out in the year 2034. So <laughs> oh, no. She might have to reevaluate her portfolio. <laughs> sure. But, uh, hey, Kensington, Outstanding, outstanding. Joe, you had something? Yeah, I had one piece of the news, uh, better late than never. Uh, Russell Cattuso ran first. And Joseph Marguccio Sr. ran sixth uh, back in 1950 for Burgard. Your dad? My dad. Cross country. <laughs> 1950 for Burgard, man. Those bulldogs. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention, Anthony. Uh, this might surprise you. Uh, big schools, East Aurora. Small schools, Maple Grove and cross country. Outstanding. Outstanding. All right, we've got a break coming up, but I want to get back uh, to Maple Grove a little bit before we do that. Uh, and the talk is, is that this team is legit shot at winning a state title. I mean, I, I, it shouldn't be a surprise to many considering how many times they've done it. But, uh, Raj, is there anybody that could really give them a challenge at this point? I don't know. Al- Alexander won last night in class uh Sec, excuse me, Section, section 5. Nine. That's who Maple Grove will play. And the team that Alexander beat was uh, second number, in the state. Number two in the state. And so uh, uh, the downside is we don't know how well. Uh, fortunately, they have a week of practice. It looks like the Maple Grove quarterback is done for the year. Either high ankle sprain, I suppose, if he could last till uh, Thanksgiving weekend, maybe. But you know how sprains are. Sprains are worse than uh, breaks. Yeah, and they so, just linger. Uh, but I guess it's my understanding their quarterback, the sophomore, just came off uh, injury, uh, handled everything real well in the second half. Like I say, if he just doesn't hurt the team, he doesn't have to be a uh, an asset, if you will, as long as he's not a liability, you know, one of those deals. And, uh, you know, with Benson and Trevor Misak, again, he's like Jamel Lofton for Bennett. If he's on any other team, he'd be the feature back. But he's a supporting cast because of Brad Benson. Is their running game strong enough to where they don't have to worry about throwing? I would think it is. I, you know, I don't know how good the defense is. Uh, again, Alexander stopped the number two team, so we know little of anything about them. But uh, <laughs> excuse me, they threw eleven passes yesterday. Completed. No, they were four for eleven. Usually, they're like three or five. 
heavily on the run, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, if, if you know, Kurt Fisher is, you know, smart enough to know that if they're going to put eight and nine guys in the box, he's going to show them the pass and all that. And it's usually, it's not a down and out or anything like that. It's usually a misdirection, and it's usually to a back coming out of the back. Yeah, so he's going to use the run to set up the pass, Exactly. Obviously. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, Bennett's game against Star Point, their big win that, uh, for what, three times now they've gotten to the state of this time, the first time they're moving on, and keeping that Bennett name alive for another week. So uh, congratulations to Bennett. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. <laughs> Lunatic fringe. How appropriate for this show. <laughs> You're listening inside high school sports. I know you're out there. You're listening. Thank you. Now show up next week at Santora's. Come out and meet us, Millersport, across from the Marriott from 10 to 11 for the Connolly Cup announcement. All right, back to the games from last night. I'm sorry, during the break, I had to tell the guys about uh, last week's Little League game, and believe me, I'm biting my tongue right now. You guys don't know how bad I want to say something, but I won't. All right, Bennett beat Star Point last night in Class A. Uh, I mean, Star Point, phenomenal season. Bennett was really tough all year as well, but uh, the ground game of Bennett was just too much for Star Point. Basically, uh, both games yesterday, uh, the losing team made a great defensive scheme to stop these outside runs. I mean, they were either playing a a 5-3, and uh, at one point... uh, Franklinville was in a 6-2, saying you ain't beating us to the outside with Benson and Mysack. And, you know, it worked. The first half was 14 nothing, But then, you know, you get these guys, you know, they wear them down. And the same thing with Bennett. You know, Star Point played the same type of defense, saying, Bennett, you ain't beating us to the outside. And Bennett started throwing the ball, which they usually don't do. But Bennett's offensive line is humongous. I mean, they just started running then. And, but... Is Bennett the type of team that's going to wear you down physically by the second half because those big guys are, are leaning? Yeah, and then you got McDuffie that runs. I mean, he don't. He just runs perfect. When you start to tackle him, he'll get five more yards because he don't go down. He'll put a hand down and get three more yards. You know, he just he, he knows how to position the body to take the hit and then absorb get more it yards. and be able to go on. Yeah. that's you can't coach that. That's nope. talent. Not at all. Uh, once again, though, Bennett, 113 yards and penalties. They got to they got to clean that up. Um, what are most of the penalties? I mean, are the offsides? Uh, yeah, usually movement stuff like that. But, stuff that's easily correctable. Um, yes, a lot of times though, a McDuffie run usually a hold. I mean, he's yeah, had a couple um, of holding penalties. What happened? Because they shift, and I guess the uh, uh, lineman is assuming they're running. One direction, well, McDuffie will change uh, directions, go the other way, and then all of a sudden the uh, blocker is pushing the uh, potential attacker right towards where McDuffie's running and he realizes it, and then he instinctively grabs on and holds. And uh, Yeah, you're trying to seal to the left, and all of a sudden it's exactly. going back, and you want that's to turn what it around. Is. You know, that's the downside of uh, some of the good moves. But uh, like I say, they got so many weapons, they can't key on one guy. Uh, 
Jamel Lofton, he only carried the ball 10 times, 82 yards. That's 8.2 yards at a crack and all that. And he's you're not going to bring him down on the first tackle. He can go for an additional three, four yards on there. He's as strong as he is fast. You know, and with a big line like that, it makes it so much easier when it's third and one or fourth and one if you're going for it. And when you just need that one yard, you're either going to go with the quarterback keeper up the middle or you're going to give it to one of your studs and you go in between the tackles. I mean, that game was much closer than everybody thinks. It's 12 nothing going into the fourth quarter. I mean, it's anybody's ball game. Well, Star Point was hanging right in there. It just didn't get the breaks. And Star Point could not get the initial tackle. They had it a lot. And, you know, they're trying to short tackle and not wrap it up. If they could have tackled better, they What about when again. Star Point was on offense? How, how, what, what were they trying to do or... They weren't moving the ball too well, man. I mean, the Bennett can tackle McDuffie's stuff and everything, and uh, their D line's big because they use part of the O line. I mean, Star Points had a great running attack. Yes, they have, but um, who they got here? Um, Ahmed, 52, Robinson, 15, Rutland, 9. Wow. And those guys, one of those guys is usually in the hundreds. Somebody's at 75, but. Yeah, some of the statistics are deceiving. Their passing yardage look good, but they got most of those after the score was twenty-one to nothing. They yeah. scored two of the last three touchdowns. The last one being with what ten seconds left in the game, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So you know, final score twenty-eight to thirteen. Game wasn't that close. Now they move on. They'll play what next Saturday or Friday night? Friday night. Friday night. Yeah, the D's and the A's do it exactly the way they did it. I don't know. Next weekend, the only thing on the I don't know if the double A's are still at three o'clock next week. No, or I look, at they six. flip it. It's like it usually was here. Okay. Double A will be and last. I and I got a feeling SATs today might have something to do with the uh, change for the people down in Dunkirk. They couldn't get up for a three o'clock game. It's a guess. I didn't. You know, it's only a guess. Speculation but. on your part. And for those who are not familiar, the uh, Rochester schools will be playing here this year at the Cap. Yeah, yes. and I think this is the first time they've been at the sla- Ralph slash Cap Slap. since 2006. Because for three, the last three, I guess we're at all high, all high, and before that was UB for one. Yeah, the 2008 when we won the four right. uh, state championships, and some people are speculating that in 2006 those games may have been at the other UB stadium. We were having a Friendly discussion last night up in the press box about that. It's been a while. I don't uh, remember them ever being there. Yeah, somebody told oh, me. Oh, way back when there. I do remember it. I'm guessing 2004. On the grass or on the old turf field? At UB or at the Ralph? UB. The one, I think in 06 it might have been on the grass. Okay. 08 they were definitely in, in the, where they play now. Okay. And I think 04 it seems to me that uh, they did play at the Ralph, but it's been a while. Okay, games going on today. Uh, you're looking at uh, Class C final, Cleve Hill taking on Southwestern. That kicks off at noon. Uh, tough game. Tough, tough. Every game is tough at this point. Hey, well, Southwestern has nothing to lose. They just go out there and let it all hang out. Uh, Cleve Hill beat them early in the season, and... Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't that the one where Southwestern kicked a field goal late just to avoid a shutout? Yeah. It was something like 30-something to nothing when they kicked the field yeah. goal. Uh, they play the game on the field, but on paper, it's a mismatch. 
Nate, have you seen uh, Cleve Hill play this year? I haven't seen Cleve Hill, no. I mean, uh, all I've basically seen are the uh, a few guys. Well, I mean, I watched both games yesterday. But Cleve Hill, um, historically, I mean, obviously they're in the amongst the city schools, has been a great team the past few years. Um, that matchup today is going to be interesting. Well, Southwestern, like you said, has nothing to lose. Uh, nobody's expecting them, so just go out there, play your game, and you see what happens. It's all defense in that game. From what I heard the first time they played, Southwestern moved the ball up and down the field. Just didn't get it in the end zone. Didn't get no points. So this could be a game of watching the paint dry. Mm. Field goal game. <laughs> Field goal game. Interesting. And Southwestern, I mean, you know, obviously you look at Cleve Hill. You know, you got a Matt Eldridge. You got guys on a roster that Southwestern, I look at the roster. I'm like, is this the Dolphins no name? You know, not a guy pops off of the roster to me. Well, they're going to have a hard time dealing with Eldridge. <laughs> Who, by the way, if you go on our Facebook page, he's mentioned a lot oh, yeah. as a possible Connolly Cup finalist. He probably should be on the finalist. Oh, yeah. uh, well, how would you like to tackle uh, tackle an offensive lineman uh, with speed? Because he was a pulling guard last year, was yeah, he? Yeah, he was. And now he's a running back. Do you want to tackle that? I don't. Sure, he, he was a lineman for Grayson. I remember uh, Thurman Thomas telling me a lot of uh, good running backs start out as linemen. They understand, you know, the blocking scheme, and uh, I don't know translates to playing uh, playing lineman. So oh, he said just, a good guard is a fullback. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, uh, Cheek Dewaga is going to take on Dunkirk. That's at six thirty tonight. Uh, Cheek Dewaga coming in at nine and zero, and Dunkirk with a seven and two record. A lot of people, and including you, Joe, are really liking what Dunkirk is doing. Yeah, I mean, the first, I think it was week three, Cheek DeWaga won by like two touchdowns. But as the season progressed, I, I, tell me if I'm wrong. Did Dunkirk lose their first two games? They lost their first game. Didn't Cheek DeWaga beat them early? Well, that was week Cheek three. Cheek DeWaga and Olean beat them early, right? Olean definitely beat them uh, early. Cheek DeWaga would have been a non-leaguer. So I, it is my understanding, and I heard this last night, that they had some guys who reported late for practices and all that, and didn't have enough practices in to be eligible the first game. Or for two. Dunkirk? For Dunkirk. Since then, they have been as good as anybody in western New York. Oh, look what they did to Maryville. I mean, that's what I'm puzzled about. How Cheek DeWaga played them, and the game went to overtime. But then the next week, Dunkirk annihilated Maryville. But from what I heard, Maryville was kind of, you know, we just lost to Cheek DeWaga, our big rival school. So they didn't thought get over they, it emotionally. They get the number one seed. Now all of a sudden they got to travel. Yeah, it's just Dunkirk. But, Dunkirk sold eleven hundred tickets at school this week pre-sale. You know how many people buy their tickets when they walk up there? Oh my! Yeah, let's go to Dunkirk. There can't be anybody there to guard the houses. We can help ourselves. I hate when you do that. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, this game's got. I mean, a lot of people are buzzing about this, this game. Could be an Eric Coriel game, man. But I think Dunkirk, for them to win, have to pound it with uh, Ingram on the ground and keep the ball out of Cheek DeWaga's hands. How do you stop Bartnick, though? Very carefully. <laughs> what, 11, 12, 13, 14 double, guys? You got to double cover Parker, man. He'll eat you up. Yeah, but he could also do it on the on what his feet is not just with the in the air. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, you know, pick your poison. Yeah, between Coach Zip and Coach Fada, they're going to take what Dunkirk defense will give them. They're pretty good at that. So Whoever scores last maybe in this game. Should be a good game. All right, Lancaster and Orchard Park, that's at 315. Uh, Lancaster beating Orchard Park, if you recall, on the last play of the game uh, with a block punt, 
and Lancaster secured the victory that way. Be careful what you say. Actually, it was a blocked attempted quick kick as oh, opposed to I thought a it was punt. A, I thought it was a punt. Either way, it was a special teams play that came well, up big Well, what they want, I guess the th- uh, theory was they didn't want Lancaster to return the punt, so they made them think they were going for it and tried a quick kick. And I guess it was the uh, offensive lineman for uh, Orchard Park that blocked the uh, quick kick because it was so close to the... Uh, so he got pushed back into the backfield? Exactly. Yep. And this is what old- I'm hearing. I didn't see the game. Um. Yeah, I think the guy, you got on a kick like that, you got to roll out for a rugby kick. Right. You Give know? yourself some room. Pull a guard or something. But if uh, if Lancaster allows 35 points again like they did the last time, I don't think they win because I don't think uh, Orchard Park's going to give up 42 the way they did. Not even close. Uh of course, like you say, you got to play the game on the field. But uh, I believe it or not, I like Orchard Park's uh, chances. And Anthony, I got to have my wife send you. Uh, she took a uh, Terry Kunick took a picture with me with Dan Kubik. <laughs> oh my God, you ought to see this guy. He's six eight if he's five foot two, and he's got this mohawk all there. And you know, I swear to God, he never takes his pads off at practice. That's how big he looks. I mean, he looks like. It's comparable to a picture of the young man from uh, Lakeshore, how he looks next to his Brave, team. Brave Williams. Williams. That's how Dan Kubik looks standing next to me. I look like – it would look like you standing next to Shaquille O'Neal. It's like I saw a picture of uh, Max Prep uh, the other day. Uh, and I don't know what school it was, a player that was 7 foot 4'10". 4'10". 4'10". 4'10". <laughs> that's big that is really really big uh yeah i would agree you can't you can't uh you can't give up 35 in this game but it's so hard when you when you're facing a team that you've already faced and you're familiar it's like okay what are you going to scheme to come up with next how are you going to get the ball into your playmakers hands to get them to get your points the other thing we got to take into consideration both of them use their place kickers for extra points if i'm not mistaken you got the narrower goal post too Will they come into play? Yeah, and with field goals as well. You know, you got the wide goal posts in right. high school. You got the narrow ones in uh, at the the cap. I keep saying, want to say the Ralph, but uh, keep your head down. You follow through, and it'll go straight through the uprights. Oh, easy for you to say. Yeah, easy. I like I like Lancaster. Though. I just think they're on a destiny this year. They're rolling. So many I, weapons I just think on offense. It could be a shootout. I mean, this is one of those games you just don't know uh, what's going to happen. It's going to be exciting. Uh, you know, whereas the, uh, I don't see the uh, first game being that uh, close, the uh, second and third games today ought to be super entertaining. The first game is going to be a smash mouth game. And then just think of it, the winner of the, of the uh, Lancaster Orchard Park game, oh, yeah, you get to play Victor more than likely in the uh, – Well, Victor or Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah it's no gimme. No. Yeah, Victor that, yeah, that's the reward they get if they win today. But at least you get to move on, and you know and you get to big. play another, another game week. at the uh, the the camp. The I camp, said the Rich, Rich Stadium, <laughs> yeah, War Memorial. <laughs> We're going to Best in Jefferson. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, talk a little bit Monsignor Martin. Talk a little bit Connolly Cup. Throw some names around that maybe should be on the list. We'll be back with more inside high school sports. Lloyd boys, I'm hearing that that uh, 
Waters and Gilmore are going to play, I don't know, a few shows together or tour together. And what albums, one of the old albums that they're going to tour on. And I was like, wow, this would be fantastic. And guess what? They're not coming here. I know. I heard the same thing, Tony. But you know what? I think there's a good chance that uh, they could use a couple of Intercom Live reporters from the show. They could. They could. You and I would be perfect mm, for I that. Think they, I think it would be a perfect uh, fire and ice combo that they need. They need a little jolt in this station. So Right. We, we, we could be we, the ones to provide that. We could absolutely do that. On their bill, of course. Right. Yeah. On the, okay. Well, we'll talk to management. Yeah. Greg, if you're listening, uh, Nate and I are uh, volunteering. We'll go. Love to see them. Uh, just, you know, I saw Waters the last time I was here, uh, but I would love to see those two together. It'd be amazing. Uh, real quickly, before we get to Monsignor Martin, Joe, Maple Grove is playing who? They're playing Alexander next week. Uh, Alexander has been pretty impressive. They knocked off the Class D number two school last night. And listen to this run they had during the season. 46 to nothing. 46 nothing, 45 nothing, 50 to nothing, 48 7, 53 nothing. Whoa. Whoa. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Sounds so like this a, is the real deal. Good luck, Maple Grove. Bennett will play Greece Athena next week. Greece Athena knocked off. And they're usually tough, Greece Athena. Brighton. Brighton. I don't know anything about Greece Athena. Where they're ranked up in the states, uh, we've again, seen them here before. Bennett, Bennett's biggest—they're uh, actually ranked fourteenth in the state, which is higher than Bennett. Bennett's like twentieth. But again, with Bennett, you know, the team most capable of beating Bennett is Bennett. Don't put too much stock in the state rankings. I oh, think I that's know. the biggest crock that's out there. I—I uh, I never refer to it. And it's I just, agree, it's a crock. But, you know, as a rule, I think it's safe to say if. Uh, you know, within the, for example, the Class D school, uh, Alexander knocked off the second. There's their two teams that are comparable in Section 5. So you can, you know, you can base the state right. rankings within a section, but not, not you the know, whole outs state. going outside a section, no. All right. Let's get into Monsignor Martin. Uh, what's, what's the seedings looking like? Okay, St. Joe's today plays St. Mary's. That's the third seed versus the sixth seed. The fourth seed is uh, O'Hara. They will be playing Tymon. And that's the other field of of TIFF, not 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 TIFF TIFF field. Right. Go up TIFF. It's an artificial uh, uh, turf field, and it's what, South Park and TIFF? Go up to TIFF, make a left. If you're coming from uh, Route 5, you'd make yeah. a left on South Park, and it's a quick left into right. the park. Is it right by a church or something, yes. if yeah. I'm not mistaken? I think the church is on the corner of Tifton South Park. Look for park. the scoreboard. Okay, so there's that's uh, one matchup. And the other one would be against St. Mary's yep. at St. Joe's. That winner, well, if St. Joe's wins, they will play at St. Francis next week. It would be the 2-3 three, three game. Semifinals this year for Monsignor Martin are not at the cap, only the final. So, Canisius will host probably the uh, winner of O'Hara and Timon. The only reason I say probably, on the slight chance that St. Mary's upset St. Joe's, I believe in Monsignor Martin, they recede. It's not a defined bracket. So, if the sixth upsets the third, they have to play the first, which is Canisius. But, Chances are a week from today it will be St. Joe's at St. Francis, and uh, Canisius would be hosting Timon. Which you know Canisius is hoping for. Yeah, well, 
Seven nothing. So I'm sure that's in the back of their minds. <laughs> no On the slight chance that Timon knocks off if the St. Joe's and Timon win the semifinals, how's that going to be at the Ralph? A repeat of what happened at the Tift. Whoa. And will Chad Kelly show up for that game? I doubt it. <laughs> All right, let's throw. We have a few minutes left to start throwing out some names for the Connolly uh, Cup, who are going to be finalists again. Uh, we are going to be broadcasting the show live next Saturday from ten to eleven at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport, across from the Marriott. We will Dennis Saro will present us with the time finals, but we're looking for players who who might be on that list to show up so that we could talk to, they can get some TV time. Let's start throwing out some names. Obviously, the one that everybody's talking about is Eric Bartnick of Cheektowaga. I think uh, he's going to be there. Matt Eldridge will be another one that people are talking about. Uh, if you go to our Facebook page, there are a lot of names. Uh, Jerry Hickson is thrown out there. McDuffie. Uh, uh, McDuffie's out there. I like Myers from Time, and boy, I was impressed with him last Saturday at Baker, St. Francis. Parker. Ian Baker. Brad Alton Benson. Ingram uh, is another name. That's Jason uh, says that. He says he's a monster. Go Dunkirk. Yaks from Iroquois. Yaks. Brandon Yaks. Yep. Uh, Sam Worski from uh, Lancaster. I like him. Let's see. Todd Thompson of Pioneer is being thrown out there. Hunter uh, made that suggestion. Uh, Bartnick is uh, probably mentioned the most. Um, I like Matt Boss from uh, East Aurora Holland. I think he's a long shot, but there are people on the Conley Cup committee that were very impressed with him. See, Dylan Jankas mentioned by Mo. Uh, he likes that. Um, How about Dahl from Orchard Park? Don't leave him out either. That's the problem. Orchard Park has a couple. Who's the wide receiver for? He's got initials for uh, Lancaster. Oh man, I can never think of him. I can't think of it either right now. Drawing a oh, he's, he's a, man, he's he's a really sh- good wide receiver. Has a wide receiver ever won the Connolly Cup? Uh, yeah, Carlson, way back when. Oh god, Carlson did. Yeah. As a receiver? Wide receiver, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Wide receiver slash DB. Yeah, we only got to go back a couple of years, too. So we'd like to see some players show up next week. Uh, we'd like to talk to them, kind of get the feeling of you know the type of year that they had. What does it feel like to be lumped together with all these great players? As we said, there's really no clear-cut favorite this year is uh, – is so tight. You know, one guy I thought was going to be in the mix at the beginning of the year, but due to injuries, uh, was uh, um, what's his name from uh, Prince from Don Prince from Burgard. Yeah. I thought, man, with the talent he had, but unfortunately, concussion and being suspended one game, uh, he lost his chance. LG Castillo yeah. for Lancaster, yeah, that's left guard. It. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, this guy plays left guard. <laughs> Two- <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very Cheese, much. Cheese, pepperoni, and sausage, right? There you go. Nate Gary, thank you. Joe and Roger. Shout out to uh, <laughs> to our buddy, Mark Well. <laughs> go Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, he's going to say, go Cleveville. All right, we'll talk to you next week from Santora's on Millersport across from the Marriott. Catch you then. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? 
Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.